Hey, welcome into Positive Light. We're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your life. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And today's episode is going to be, You Have to Want to Hear from God. God promises that we can gain wisdom and understanding when we listen to Him. To listen to God, we must first be open and willing to receive His Word. His words are alive and speak to us as we read the Bible and pray. God also speaks to us through other people. And Rick Warren writes, you have to want to hear from God. You're not going to hear God unless you really, really want to. God doesn't tell his dream for your life if you want to debate him. God doesn't tell his vision for your life if you want to discuss it. God doesn't tell you what he put you on earth to do just so you can say, let me think about it. No, it's got to be a necessity. You have to say, I've got to know why I'm here. I've got to know what you want me to do with my life. I've got to hear your voice. I've got to have your vision. King David wrote in the book of Psalm, My God, I want to do what you want out of Psalm 48. And what I want most of all, and at all times, is to honor your laws out of Psalm 119.20. David was passionate in his declaration that what he wanted most of all was to honor God. Being obedient and following God were not options for him. They were the only thing David wanted to do. He used phrases for seeking God like, I long for it, I crave it, I hunger for it, and I'm like a deer panting for water. When you get that desperate, you're going to hear from God. A lot of people talk to God but never hear from God. For them, prayer is a monologue, but you can't have a relationship through a monologue. What if I had married my wife and talked to her, but she never talked to me? That's not a relationship. You've got to have a conversation. Just as important as talking to God in prayer is listening to God and letting Him talk to you. How does this happen? First, you've got to want it more than anything else. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, you will search again for the Lord your God, and if you search for Him with all your heart and soul, you will find Him. It's guaranteed. So how can we recognize the voice of God? This question has been asked by countless people throughout the ages. Samuel heard the voice of God, but did not recognize it until he was instructed by Eli out of 1 Samuel 3. Gideon had a physical revelation from God, and he still doubted what he had heard to point of asking for a sign, not once, but three times out of Judges 6. When we are listening for God's voice, how can we know that he is the one speaking? First of all, we have something that Gideon and Samuel did not. We have the complete Bible, the inspired word of God to read, study, and meditate on. All scriptures is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, out of 2 Timothy 3. When we have a question about a certain topic or decision in our lives, we should see what the Bible says to say about it. God will never lead us contrary to what he has taught in his word. To hear God's voice, we must belong to God. Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me out of John 10, 27. Those who hear God's voice are those who belong to him. They are those who have been saved by his grace through faith in the Lord Jesus. 
These are the sheep who hear and recognize his voice, because they know him as their shepherd. If we are to recognize God's voice, we must belong to him. We hear his voice when we spend time in a Bible study and quiet contemplation of his word. The more time we spend intimately with God and his word, the easier it is to recognize his voice and his leading in our lives. Employees at a bank are trained to recognize counterfeits by studying genuine money so closely that it is easy to spot a fake. We should be so familiar with God's word that when someone speaks error to us, it is clear that it is not of God. I have often used this illustration, but it clearly teaches a precise principle. While people can say that God speaks audibly today, be careful and know that he speaks primarily through his written word. Sometimes God's leading can come through the Holy Spirit and through our consciousness, through circumstances, and through the exhortation of other people. But by comparing what we hear to the truth of the scripture, we can learn to recognize God's voice. Samuel was a special from childhood. His story shows us the importance of listening to God's voice and obeying it at all costs. The high priest Eli was already old when the future prophet Samuel went to live and serve with him in the temple. Although his sons were supposed to take over the priesthood when Eli died, they had no interest in serving God. Instead, they treated the Jewish laws and rituals with contempt, and Eli did not have the strength or will to punish them for their wickedness. As a result, God wasn't able to communicate heart-to-heart with Eli in the same way he had with others, such as Moses. When little Samuel arrived at the temple, God was paying close attention. Samuel's mother had made a promise to bring Samuel to the temple so that he could serve God from his childhood. God remembered this and was just waiting for the right moment to speak to Samuel in a way that he wasn't able to do with Eli and his sons. What made this young boy so special that God wanted to speak to him? It is written that the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no widespread revelation. God had warned Eli that his house would be torn down, saying, I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. Out of 1 Samuel 2:35. He was searching for someone with a pure heart, and he found this in Samuel. When God called him in the night, of course Samuel thought it was Eli. He was used to obeying, so he got up right away. This happened three times, and finally Eli understood that God was trying to speak to the young boy. So he told Samuel that when he heard the voice again to answer, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, out of 1 Samuel 3. I've often thought about Samuel and his simple answer. I realize how important it is to be attentive when God is trying to speak to me. In Samuel's time, it was the prophets or priests who were mediators between God and man. But now God can speak to us directly by his Holy Spirit. The Bible contained God's laws and wisdom. For example, it is written in John 14.21 that he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So if I first have God's word and then obey it, then I will receive the Holy Spirit. As I am faithful, I can learn to hear the voice in my heart more and more 
and it can guide me in my daily life. When God spoke to Samuel for the first time, he had an important task for him to carry out, a test to prove his faithfulness. It is written that Samuel was afraid to tell Eli what God had said. But Eli wanted to hear it, so Samuel told him. God was ready to carry out his promises against Eli and his sons, and to establish Samuel as a prophet for his people. Samuel had a pure heart, but God needed to test him in this situation. It is also the same for us. God sends us tasks that prove our faithfulness. They can seem hard. Perhaps God prompts us to tell someone the truth, like Samuel, even though we know the other person might not want to hear it. But if I want to prove that I love God above all else, then I need to obey right when God speaks in my heart. The quicker I obey, the better the result. The places in the Bible where the prophet Samuel is mentioned show us that he preserved a pure heart throughout his life, and as a result, he always heard God's voice. When he prayed on behalf of the people, God always listened. It is sin that separates us from God. If we aren't willing to humble ourselves under God's will to obey him and destroy the power of sin in our lives, we will experience that we are cut off from God's grace, as Eli was. But if we keep our heart pure, we can also have this heart-to-heart relationship with God that he can speak to us. Then we can also be co-workers with him as the prophet Samuel was in his time. So next, I want to read you a story, and it's called God's Invisible Breath. The man whispered, God, speak to me. And a metal ark sang, but the man did not hear. So the man yelled, God, speak to me. And the thunder rolled across the sky, but the man did not listen. The man looked around and said, God, let me see you. And a star shone brightly, but the man did not notice. And the man shouted, God, show me a miracle. And a life was born, but the man did not know. So the man cried out in despair, Touch me, God, and let me know that you are here. Whereupon God reached down and touched the man. But the man brushed the butterfly away and walked off. So we don't want to miss out on blessings because it isn't packaged the way you expect. So next I'm going to introduce a song to you, and it's called Speak to Me by Tommy Walker. And here it is. I am your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me I need your wisdom Your truth and comfort Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me, speak to me, through your word, through your spirit, speak your words of life, speak to me, speak to me, I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me I am your servant and I am listening speak 
to me, Lord, speak to me. My heart is silent. My soul is longing. Speak to me, Lord, speak to me. Oh, speak to me. Speak to me Through your word Through your spirit Speak your words of life Speak to me Lord, speak to me I am listening I am waiting Hey, what a great song by Tommy Walker. And you know, you can connect with Tommy Walker at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. You can also go to YouTube and subscribe to his channel. So Billy Graham was asked a question regarding God speaking. And the question was, I overheard someone say the other day that God had been speaking to them about something. I think it had to do with something she was doing that God didn't want her to do. Do you think she actually heard a voice speaking to her? God never spoke to me that way. And here is Billy Graham's answer. The person probably didn't mean that God had spoken to her with an audible voice. He may do this rarely, even today, but this is not his normal way of letting us know his will. Instead, she had probably come to sense in her mind and heart what God wanted her to do, or perhaps not to do any longer. This would have been more than an emotional feeling. It would have been a deep inner conviction about God's will. It may have come as she prayed about this matter. It may have come from something God pointed out to her in the Bible. It may even have come through other believers whom God used to encourage her and help her understand his will. However, God spoke to her behind it is a very important truth. 
God loves us and knows what is best for us, and he wants to show it to us. In fact, when we come to Christ, God himself comes to live within us by the Holy Spirit. And one reason is so he can guide us. The Bible promises, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, out of Psalm 3.2.8. The real question, however, is this. What is God telling you to do? The answer is clear. He wants you to commit your life to Jesus Christ. By a simple prayer of faith, ask him to come into your heart and life today. It's often when we're worried, anxious, and overwhelmed that we cry out to God to speak to us. We look for God's voice for guidance when we need something. The good news is that God is always wanting to hear from us and speak to us. God is constantly speaking to people, but too often they miss out on hearing God's messages because they seek His guidance only occasionally, usually when they're going through a crisis or facing a major decision. Then, with a dire need to hear from God, people become confused and frustrated when they don't clearly hear what they should do. They start to wonder how to hear from God and why they aren't. It doesn't have to be that way. God wants everyone to hear his voice and messages for us clearly, and it is possible to do so. The key is to forget about formulas and gimmicks for hearing from God, and to focus instead on developing the kind of relationship with God that will empower you to hear God speaking regularly. The closer you get to God, the more you can enjoy ongoing conversation with Him, both listening and hearing from Him, and the more God will use those conversations to transform you into the person He wants you to become. So let's talk about some ways how you can hear from God and recognize His voice regularly. So we need to recognize that God has created you for a close friendship with Himself. By design, the way you hear best from God is in the context of a friendship with Him. God intends for you to figure out His will freely and intelligently as you engage in regular conversations with Him. God's will is to be personally present with you and speaking with you moment by moment as you go through life. Then you'll grow to understand Him more and become more like His Son Jesus. You also need to consider your motives for wanting to hear from God. Honestly, reflect on why you want to hear from God. It is because you're truly open to whatever God has to say and committed to putting His guidance into action and fulfilling His purposes, even when doing so is challenging. Or is it for a selfish reason, such as wanting to feel righteous or comforted? Confess or repent of any wrong motives. Ask God to give you an openness to hear and respond faithfully to what he wants to tell you. So make your goal more than just hearing God. While it's important to hear from God, that shouldn't be your ultimate goal. Instead, make your main goal to become a spiritually mature person in a close relationship with God. That's the only way you'll clearly and correctly hear what God has to say to you. And you need to know that you're important to God, but be humble. Have the confidence that God is willing to speak to you just as powerfully as he did to the people in the Bible, because he values you just as much. But however, don't let pride creep into your soul, because you must be humble in order to faithfully receive and respond the messages God has for you. So don't try to force God to tell you something. 
No matter how much you want to hear from God about something or how hard you may try to convince him to speak to you, you'll only hear from God when he chooses to communicate with you. Focus on developing a respectful relationship with God and wait for his timing to deliver messages to you. Also, if God chooses not to give you a specific guidance about something you've prayed about and what you're considering is within the Bible's moral principles, you can confidently go ahead and make your own decision about what to do and be within God's will. We need to recognize that God communicates in many forms, but most often through your mind. God may choose any one of many different ways to communicate to you according to what's best in at particular times and in particular circumstances. You may sometimes hear God's message in dramatic ways, such as through angels, visions, or miraculous events. But more often, you'll hear God speaking through your thoughts, and he will use ordinary practices such as reading the Bible, praying quietly, learning from circumstances, or seeking counsel from other Christians to reach out to you as you think about them. God will use dramatic means to get your attention when necessary, but his goal is for you to be so closely connected to him that you'll pay attention whenever he speaks to you. Usually God speaks through what people have described as a still, small voice to encourage those he loves to choose to keep walking closely with him through life. You also need to renew your mind. Since God often speaks to you through your mind and wants you to develop what the Bible calls the mind of Christ, the ability to make decisions as Jesus would, it is crucial for you to follow the Bible's urging in Romans 12:2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. As you invite the Holy Spirit to renew your mind every day, he will cleanse it from such dirt and clutter as false beliefs and attitudes, unhealthy feelings, and misguided plans. Then the Holy Spirit will replace all of that with true thoughts that reflect God's purposes. So invite the living word to help you when you read the written word. The word of God is a living and creative force. And Jesus himself is actively at work when you read God's written word. When you read the Bible, ask Jesus to make the Bible's words come alive for you and become conduits through which he sends his thoughts, faith, and love into your soul. Then focus on what he sends you and orient yourself toward it so it will begin to transform your life. And we need to recognize God's voice above all others. By experience, you can learn to recognize God's voice when he speaks and to confidently respond to what he says. When thoughts reoccur, pray about them to discern if they may be coming from God. Keep in mind that God will never send you a message that contradicts the Bible's principles. Also, God's voice carries the weight of authority within it and expresses a spirit of peace, confidence, and joy, reasonableness, and goodwill. If you think that God may be speaking to you, ask him to confirm so as you study and meditate on the Bible, as you alert to the circumstances you encounter, or as you experience the Holy Spirit impressions in your mind. And we need to set aside time regularly to listen for God's messages. 
So make a habit of intentionally and expectantly listening for whatever God may want to tell you. It's more important to become a person who listens regularly to God than it is to constantly ask God to give you guidance. Set aside some time today to begin listening for God's voice and hearing his promises and plans for you. Keep a journal to remember the things that he brings to life in you. So one of the things I learned when I was a young Christian about praying is when you pray, make sure you leave time for God to respond back to your prayer. A lot of times we just pray and say amen and we leave. But no, when you say amen, then let God talk to you. In fact, get a journal like I just said. Write down what you're thinking and what God's talking to you about so you'll have record of it. So I'm going to end today's episode on an audio clip from Billy Graham called Don't Forget God. And here it is. We can be successful and do great things in life and yet forget God and those things which will last into eternity. We must never lose sight of the everlasting and the spiritual dimension of life, of our relation with Almighty God. God does have his hand in everything. It is in him we move and have our being. He controls our next breath, and we have all been uniquely created in his image. He will use every situation of life to remind us of his love for us and our need of him. We are his children, and he desires a relationship with him that comes only through his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose again. So that does bring you to the end of our episode today. And my closing prayer, as always, is that God blesses the journey you're on with him and that you embrace that path. So next week's episode is going to be on the goodness of God. So you can connect with me at PositiveLightPodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And anywhere you download your podcast, you can get Positive Light for free. So I hope everybody had a great week. God bless, and we'll catch you next week.